welcome to episode 13 of Wander We're Lost. I'm your Wanderlust host, Allie, and I have Chrissy with me here today. You may remember her from one episode around Halloween that I don't remember which episode number it was, but she is the only spooky lady around. Chrissy, how's it going? I'm dandy. Dandy. How are you? I'm I'm wonderfully well. <laughs> we just recorded a Patreon exclusive episode um drinking some pecan punch, which mm-hmm. is very Basque, very Nevadan. So if you guys are interested, check out the Patreon. You go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and search Wander Where Lost. And you'll hear the very first Patreon exclusive episode. It was great. It was wonderful. Fantastic. Yes. The only problem now is that we are slightly inebriated. <laughs> slightly being the key word. Ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, so today on this episode, we are talking about New Orleans or how those who live there and travel there often say... Nolens. Nolens. I don't feel like I said it the right way. <laughs> Your That's way okay. was better. That's okay. You just got a little bit of a twang. Nolens. Nolens. <laughs> um, I also wanted to talk about how you like really soak in the history, like really soak in like that culture that you're that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have quite a few things. It's kind of like a heavier episode, but because of our current state, it's going to be a little lighter tonight. It'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be fine. So I'm going to jump right in with our wandering sip segment. Yay. It's wandering sips. It's the sips. Wandering sips the top. Wandering. Sipping while you're wandering. Wandering sips. Tonight we have a Vucare and it's French. I'm not quite sure if that's the correct pronunciation, but there you have it. Um, it was originally invented in New in New Orleans. Nolens. Nolens. In the 1930s. It has whiskey and cognac and vermouth and benedictine and bitters. Mm-hmm. So you guys can check out the outline on the Patreon um, as well as the blog post on wanderlerlost.com for the recipe for the Vucare. Uh, or you can also just look it up. I mean, really. Google. Google yeah, <laughs> Google. Um, but I'm a little nervous about this one because it, it's very like... It's just alcohol. It in smells there. very alcoholy. It's oh, cool. don't. I don't hadn't sm- smelled it. <laughs> don't smell like plug your nose as you take a sip. Damn it! Don't smell. I don't like those types of drinks. Don't smell and drink at the same time, oh. ladies and gents. <laughs> um. So cheers, Chrissy. Let's, cheers. Try, let's give this a go. It tastes like a drink you would like. <laughs> I taste this and think, ooh, Chrissy. I did think it was quite refreshing, actually. (laughs) It's Um, uh, not as being basically 100% alcohol. Um, It's not as alcoholy as I expected. Yeah, it's not as alcoholy. It's it's quite smooth. Yeah. You know what it is, actually? It is. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. Ooh, back of my throat is starting to burn. Ooh. But in, like, that I just drank alcohol type of way. Yeah. Not in, like, a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, okay. All right. All right. I think it's it would be definitely more of a sipping drink for me. Um, I'm not just going to down it. 
Right, not like the pecan punch. Yes. That we just drank. But given our time constraints, I might just down it. Um, but it's good. I would order it if I was out. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I, I don't really like um, old fashions that much. Oh, I love old fashions. I know you do. I don't like a lot of whiskey-based drink, drinks, but I will say, like, this this one is actually not bad. I don't know if it's the Benedictine um, or what, but, I mean, it, I don't know. There's something about it that makes it just kind of easy to drink and I think yeah. definitely easy to sip. Easy to sip, for It sure. might also be, like, the quality of alcohol, too. Because I tend to buy lower shelf items and I'm pretty sure most of the stuff was higher shelf. Yeah. So that could be part of it. Yeah, no, it's not. It Like, it tastes like there's some sort of, like, filler in there. But, but there's there not. there isn't. Womp, womp, womp. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the ice talking, but <laughs> I quite enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, the ice is very chatty tonight. True. Um, so the other thing, though, too, like the wandering sub segment, we also talk about food because it's one of the biggest things that is a good motivator for traveling for me. Love food. Architecture, culture, food. Yeah. Yep. So in Nolens, mm-hmm. it the, I've always heard of like gumbo and jambalaya and like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've had gumbo before. Yes. Not from Nolens. Nolens. Okay. But I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. What other types of food do you feel like are super common there? Um, alligator for sure. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> You've never been to Nolens, have you? No. What? Oh my gosh. Okay, we're going. Um, but yes, alligator. Oh, I forgot to tell you today. I oh saw a flight to Nolens from San Fran for two seventy five. All right, let's go. We're planning it. Double I, date. Think, I mean, like, I can book it right now. Double date. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. I'm not lying. This is not alcohol talking. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, so, yes, alligator. I've actually found that I prefer my alligator grilled versus fried. What does it taste like? Does it taste like chicken? <sighs> and why do people equate weird things with tasting like chicken? I, <laughs> I mean, have you ever noticed that? Chicken. <laughs> Um, why? What else has someone said tastes like chicken? Oh, God, I don't know. Chicken tastes like chicken. Well, yeah. But, like, no, someone was talking about, like, visiting China and they ate something there. It was not dog because I would have been. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Do not talk to me. Walk away right now. Horse, fine. Whatever you else, know, fine. Kind of horse. I, can't, I don't know. Can't get down with the dog meat. No. But, yeah, someone said something about it. It might have even been some insects. Oh. Like crickets. Oh, I like crickets. They're crunchy. Ooh. Crickets as a substitute for croutons, you get the same crunch with more protein, less carbs. Delicious. Where do you eat that, Chrissy? <laughs> Where do you find that? You can that? buy crickets. You what? can buy crickets. Maybe not <sighs> in like Rayleigh's, but I've bought crickets before. Here? Yes. To eat? Yes. What? They even have seasoned ones. So you can get like ranch seasoned or like nacho, like. Do you go to, like, the Asian market to buy I these? have crickets at home. Let me see what flavor they are. I'll bring them next week. We'll try them. Oh, dude, I don't know if I can. No, nope, we're going to try them. It's like this we're fear doing factor it. thing. No, nope, we're doing it. Oh. I'm bringing it to work. Oh. We're going to make a spectacle of it. Ooh. We're doing it. Ooh, okay, let's not talk about this or I might throw up. <laughs> and that'd be really no, bad. Li- literally, it's just a crunch. There's nothing, there's no. Are they, like, chopped up so you can't tell what they are? I mean, if they've gotten broken up in the bag a little bit. God damn it. Well, okay. Let's go back to the alligator. Does okay, it taste yeah. like chicken? 
I don't know if it is, like, it's, it's, I would maybe more liken it to, like, duck or something, because okay. it's, it's a little more, it's, it's kind of greasy, um, but it's not necessarily dark meat, it's more lighter meat, like, chi- that was a lovely place, um, it's more lighter meat, like chicken, but it is a little bit greasier, but alligator's great, um, po'boys, you always have to get a good po' boy when you're there. Aren't those the, like the sandwiches that are like shrimp and stuff or something like that? Yeah, yeah. You I can think get Mike them. always eats those. They're delicious. And the last time Roberto and I were in Nolens, we actually went to this place that's spe- oh, I'll have to find the name of this place because it was amazing. Off the beaten path, so it wasn't like super touristy. Um, but I got a what is that fry dish in Canada with the fries and poutine. the gravy? Poutine. Poutine. I got a Canadian, y'all. I got a poutine po'boy. Ooh. And it was, I know, carbs on carbs on cheese on gravy. But it was so delicious. Oh my gosh, this is what dreams, like food dreams. This is what dreams are made of. Yes. Um, So po'boys are a big thing. Beignets. Ooh, yes, I do like me a good beignet. Yes, beignets are very good. I've had several different beignets in Nolens, and I'm going to be that tourist that says Cafe du Monde still has the best beignets. I've heard about them. It's it's the touristy spot for a good reason because they do have really good beignets. I've had beignets in other spots. Cafe du Monde just knows how to do a good beignet. Get it with one of their, like, iced frozen coffees. Mm. Perfect. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so Why good. don't we have that right now? I know we should. Mm. Except I don't make them. I don't bake mm. things. I just eat them. We should learn. Yeah. This will be well, an you endeavor. you can learn and then invite me over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nolens has a very interesting history, I think. Um, it's mainly, like, a French and Spanish history, if I'm correct. Yeah, uh... Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would say more of like a French and um more like French and I don't I don't know how to politically say this but like African okay. influence. Yeah, no, I I do. I was very interested when I read that certain thing like French and Spanish. I think it was maybe like that's what how it started out maybe. Mm-hmm. Um but of course, the extent of my my knowledge of uh, Nolens is basically from Princess and the Frog. Ah, yes. Wait. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is the correct one. Yes. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found some really interesting facts, and one that I thought you would like specifically. Thank you. Because you're the spooky lady. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1919, a serial killer said he would kill again, but not for a jazz band played. And oh. so people were, like, running to these, like, jazz club places. So basically just anywhere in the French Quarter. Anywhere in the French Quarter. Perfect. Yeah. And so they were, like, flooding the area. And apparently there were no deaths Oh, that year from this guy. Nice. Probably other deaths from other things. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know who the serial killer is? No. Okay, good. <laughs> good start. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? It's Editing Alley. I just wanted to pop in super quickly because the alleged serial killer in 1919 was never caught. Uh, we have no idea if it was actually a legit thing, but on March 13th or March 14th of 1919, in the Times Picune, uh, did publish a letter from this 
serial killer, he dubbed himself the Axeman. Basically, he said, I'm very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. So that 12.15 on Tuesday night. If everyone has a jazz band going, well then, so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is that some of your people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. So everyone was freaking out. They all went to jazz clubs, as we say nowadays, or maybe yesteryears. I don't know. I don't know if it's still a thing. It was lit. So that's pretty much what that serial killer was, um, a.k.a. the axe man. St. Louis Cathedral is the cathedral in Jackson Square. And you, I know you've seen pictures of it. It's very famous. And on yes. either side are, I don't know what they're called, Presbyterian something? I don't know. But there's these two buildings on either side of this church. Um, one of them, the last time I went, was a museum to uh, Hurricane Katrina, which was super sad and depressing. And I can't even imagine going through something like that. But then the other one was uh, uh, devoted to... Mardi Gras. And there's actually, there's another museum that's huge for, like, it's called Mardi Gras World or something. We didn't go to that one. We just went to this smaller one um, in Jackson Square. But the costumes, holy shit. It's like you stepped out of a, like, Prince slash Cher concert. They are so extravagant. They're huge. Like, huge, like, tall and wide and huge. I don't even know how people wear these. um, But just some beautiful beautiful costumes and if you haven't looked them up you should i have photos not on this phone because this was a few years ago um but yeah beautiful costumes some scary ones there was one that had like skulls on the headdress because they have like headdresses that sounds amazing it was really really cool i highly recommend you look up like some official like mardi gras costumes i'm gonna look it up right now yeah very cool i think actually let me see if i can find some i know i posted some on instagram because this was not our most recent trip but the trip before have you ever um, gone to, like, a voodoo? Do they call them, like, there goes my phone. It's fine. Bye, phone. Bye, world. Um, what do they call them? Like, voodoo doctors or something? Practitioners? <laughs> the practitioners of the voodoo. Um, I actually, I have not. I've always wanted to, but I feel like our trips to New Orleans are always kind of spur of the moment in that we do them, like, within a month. Um, and to go to like a, like real, okay, well not that costume. Let me see if I can, (laughs) I mean, that one's still fabulous. Looking up some very colorful (laughs) feathery costumes. Ooh, I like those though. Those are fun. So here's some with like some skull type things going on. Lots of beads. Did this Um, person just flash the camera? Is that what's just happening Oh girl, that's how you get beads. Don't you know how you get beads in Nylons? No. Girl. That's how you get beads. Everyone knows that. That's what? common knowledge. Well, then how does that guy have beads? Well, because he's probably the one giving the beads away. There's like <laughs> five guys in this photo that have beads. They're all giving beads away? Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Well, girl, and so if you are on Bourbon Street, like Bourbon Street is like on either <laughs> side is surrounded by two-story buildings and so Mardi Gras, when they'll go down the street, people will be on the balconies and they'll be throwing beads like off. I mean, they'll do this 
any time of the year, really. It doesn't have to be Mardi Gras. But they'll throw beads off of the balconies down to the girls that are flashing people. What if the girls don't catch them and someone else grabs them? I mean... All I'm saying is if I'm flashing some people, I better get my beads. <laughs> well, then you better be a good catch. <laughs> I'm not very good at catching things. Um, ooh, see, that one's really good. Like, that's something that they would have in the museum. Okay, so this one is, like, really, really extravagant. There's so much, like, gold sequin things going on, it looks like. And this guy is probably, like, I don't know, we'll call him five foot ten inches, something like that. And he's probably, like, a good six, seven with all these feathers, there's, like, a ton of plumes mm -hmm. on his head. He's mm -hmm. basically wearing, like, a crown. He's got some, like, lion things. It's, like, very extravagant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I no, get you. They are. They are. And the... I don't know if it's the colors of Mardi Gras or if it's the colors of New Orleans, but it's purple, green, and gold. Purple, green, and gold. Yeah. So you'll probably see a lot of... Um, or, like, king cake. You know king... Like, yeah, you know I know that king, word, cake. king cake. Yeah, king cake is traditionally, they have the sprinkles that are gold, yellow, right, and right. green. So and I gold, am not going to lie, when I saw those tickets come up, I was like, oh, damn, I really want to go. We should totally do it. But I think they're for, like, the end of this year. And that's fine. I just, God, we have so many trips. Like, we're going to Europe at the end of March. Well, but if it's the end of the year. We're going to Canada in June. Well, if it's the end of the year. <laughs> we're going to Disney World next April. That okay. takes a lot of money. June and April. There's a lot of time between that. That's 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 true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I don't really feel like I could get away with like a girls trip type thing. Kyle would really want to go. We'll invite the we'll invite the boys. It's fine. They can do <laughs> their thing. We can do our spooky thing. Yeah. Oh wait, no, this is the wrong one. I was trying to find the email for you. Um Wow, I'm so off topic now. That was like a complete tangent. Yeah, sorry. But so like the like how do you really soak in all of that history though? Cuz you go and you always have such a good memory with what you've seen and like where you go. Like you just told me the cafe name and I don't even remember what it's called. <laughs> um well first Dumont? of all because they yeah, Cafe Dumont. Ooh. Um, and because they have the most delicious beignets. <laughs> you will not forget your first beignet experience and that was mine um but no i really like uh oh yeah let's do it or wait does it say early may it's early may to mid-december 275 so it's like this may to december well then yeah let's do it well you don't want to okay you don't want to do it from like july august september maybe even june because it's way too flipping hot Way too muggy. So you either want to go before that or after that. Oh, yeah. Are there a lot of mosquitoes down there? I don't know about mosquitoes. I don't remember getting, like, I feel like mosquitoes love my blood. And I don't remember getting eaten alive. Oh, okay. But the humidity will kill you. I have died and been revived several times down there. So, like, October, November is a good time to go? I think so, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've, I've never been during those times. I've been during August and I've been during September. Which are probably the worst months to go. So. Okay, so like November. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Or even, I mean, October might be cooling down a little bit. But August, definitely no. Do not do it. Don't do that to yourself. It's super cheap, but because you're going to want to kill yourself when you're down there. So. Yeah, I don't really, 
Like, I like humidity, but I don't like a lot of it. It's like when you step outside of your hotel room, it's like stepping into a sauna that you did not intend to go into. <laughs> and you're That's the worst. I in, hate getting into saunas I, I don't want to go I know, in. right? I hate going into the unintentional sauna and you're in it. Until you're able to get into the next air-conditioned area. Yeah, that doesn't so, sound very fun. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay. Um, but I don't remember. I mean, there might have been bugs. Maybe my fun experience just wiped that from my memory. But I don't remember <laughs> bugs. And we okay. went on some swamp tours. So. Okay. Well, you probably, if, if mosquitoes really like you, I feel like you would have been bitten. And you probably would have remembered. Right. Because I hate mosquito bites. And I always get bitten. I do too. Well, I'm sure, like, there was, like, you know, a couple. But well, not, yeah. not like, eaten alive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know about you, but I have a travel journal that I keep. Oh. And really? You yes. do too? Yes. Travel journal sisters. I mean, I want to remember what I... Right? I mean, I'll remember certain things, but other, like, smaller details you're going to forget. So. Yeah. So, I tend to only write in my travel journal when I go out of the country, but I feel like if I went somewhere, like, more interesting, like, Nolens, I would probably write in it during that visit, too. And I don't know about you, but, like, I write on a daily basis, so I try to write down, like, what mm-hmm. we did and what we saw. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed, because I've been keeping this this journal since 2015, pretty much, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that in looking back, there are so many things that I totally forgot. Yeah. That I wrote down in the journal. I'm like, oh, do you remember this? This yep. was so fun. Well, that's, yeah, that's why I keep it. Because I actually started it when Roberto and I started really doing the, like, um, just the random dirt road trips in Nevada. Because mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to remember, like, the different ghost towns that we had seen. Because there's so many different places in Nevada. It's hard to keep them all straight. And so that's why I originally had started it. Um, but then I started keeping it when we would go just, you know, to other places, too. So. Yeah. Because you do. There's little things that you forget. You'll forget that little tiny cafe in the corner of, you know, whatever and Broadway. And yeah. Remember it. And then you'll read it, you know, years later and you'll be like, oh, my God, I remember that. Like, how freaking cool is that? Yep. My little brother makes, like, montage videos. So he'll, like, do different, like, get different video clips on their, um, jur- like, their, their journal. Oh, my God. Their travels. Like a virtual journal. It's like, a, yeah, it's like a, it's a vlog. Yeah. Kind of. Um, so he'll get, like, different shots and everything and then make, like, a video about that, like, trip. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's really awesome because then you get, you actually get the scenery and, like, oh, do you remember that Airbnb we stayed at? It was Mm -hmm. so cool. But it's, like, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that's really cool. I'd really like to start, like, doing a bit more of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to end up just taking, like, quick photos because normally I'm trying to just focus on, like, what's going on around me and be more present than, like, on my phone. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's true. That's true. So that's my only thing with it because I, ta- I would definitely take video with my phone. I just don't think I'm tech savvy enough. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you ever want help, ah, I got you. Thanks. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, cool. That's exciting that you do travel journals. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's I, the only way to remember stuff. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's, like, the only way to remember things. Like, the people who don't do travel journals, I know you guys are out there. I don't know how you guys remember anything. Because, mm-hmm. like, what's the cafe again? Dumont? 
Yes. You're remembered. I remembered, but I wasn't completely sure if that was the one. No, trust me. When you go there and you have a beignet at Café du Monde, you will remember the experience. And not just for the taste, just for the entire experience. Because you'll also wait in line for a really long time. Ugh. But it's worth I it. I love and hate that. It's worth it. It's part of me is like, we could be doing so many other things. And the other part of me is like, but it's probably worth it. Or just go like later at night, closer to close. Okay. The line usually calms down. Okay. Yeah. That could definitely work too. I also read that prostitution and drugs were legal in the 1900s in the red lights district. Sure. I'm not like surprised (laughs) at all by that given Nevada's history with prostitution. True. Um, I have no idea about that, but it, it would not surprise me. What is the red lights district like nowadays? I'm not even sure where is the red light district. Dude, if I knew, I'd tell you. <laughs> Let's see. Let me look I'm it up really sure. quick. Yeah, where I think is it's it? near the French Quarter, but I might be blowing smoke out my ass. Yeah, you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> I'm trying to think about where the red light district is in. You who has traveled so far. I know. I mean, ask me um, about a cemetery all day long. Well, that's true. And actually, and you, you... You said the story in the last episode you were on here, mm-hmm. but there was that cemetery that you fainted in for no freaking reason. Oh, that was in uh, Sleepy Hollow, New York. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. That was Sleepy Hollow, but still a cemetery, still creepy. Um, still no reason why I fainted, even though my mom will say that it was dehydration, but they will attest in the uh, ER that I think I only took like half a saline bag, so I was not dehydrated, mom. Hmm. So apparently the red light district was Storyville. It was called Storyville. Storyville. Um, from 1897 to 1917. Sorry. It was established by the municipal ordinance under the New Orleans City Council to regulate prostitution. Does it say like a general area of what it is now? It was bound by the streets of North Robertson, Iberville Basin, and St. Louis streets. It's located by a train station. Okay, by the uh, uh, by the river. The neighborhood lies in Faubourg Treme. Oh, and apparently the majority of the land was repurposed for public housing. Oh, so maybe it's like okay. not something you really see. Because there is a public market that goes kind of along the uh, what do you call that? The edge of the river, right there. Oh my God! There's a video. <laughs> oh, video. Oh, hang on, people. The history of the Storyville Vice District is quite interesting and filled with ironies. The specific history of Storyville is from 1897 to 1917. Storyville is actually the city's last and smallest vice district, but because of its concentration, it's actually the most notorious. Hmm. New Orleans had had vice districts as early as 1857, and through the last half of the 19th century, they're shrinking through every subsequent ordinance. Um, There's a reform victory in 1896, and those reforming politicians who come in, among other things, want to reform the city's reputation for vice. One of those local aldermen, Sidney Story, makes a proposal to shrink the boundaries of the vice district once again and force all prostitutes and other vice establishments, particularly gambling, um, into the boundaries of this Storyville vice district. 
Well, that was interesting. That is. Man, I love oh, some good Oh, wait, there's the music. French Quarter. Oh, let's see. Uh, uh, I don't think, I don't know if that's showing actually where it was, though. See, like, here's the thing. I love pretty much all things French. Mm-hmm. So I think that I would very much like Nolan's. Well, so it's, it's, I mean, in the architecture, there's definitely French influence. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the French quarter, just all like the lace balconies. Oh my gosh. Give me a lace balcony any day. Um, the garden district is absolutely beautiful if you're into old architecture, but it's very much like kind of tweaked into this like French Creole baby. See, that sounds absolutely amazing. It is amazing because I feel like you get kind of like the culture and the atmosphere. I mean, I've never been to France, so I have no idea. But (laughs) the culture and kind of like the atmosphere of of France, but with like the food and the vibe of like, I don't know, some Creole. So let's go together and I can tell you if it's similar to France. There you go. Because I've never been. And you've never been to New Orleans. So, There we go. go. All right. So, we're we're buying those 275 (laughs) tickets, right? Yes. Let's do it. Cool. So, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can really, like, remember where you've traveled and how you've traveled and what you've seen while you're there. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested to hear your guys' thoughts, too. Like, if you have a specific way that you remember what you've done, what you've seen, and that sort of thing, definitely share it with us because I'm very interested in different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the photos help a lot, but they don't really, to me, tell a story. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, if I have a story and a photo, I remember so much more. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I think if you know how to do it, like a video is kind of the way to go. But I also love the idea of travel journaling. And I think it also gives you that like alone time and that break from dealing with things mm-hmm. to really like focus in self-reflect a little bit mm-hmm. and um, work on like writing down what you did during that day. Well, and I like writing too, because that's like, that's your, those are your thoughts and your perspective on the situation. Mm-hmm. So yes, a video is fantastic because you can actually like see and re- like remember what was going on, but writing it down in your own words, like that's going to bring up those memories of how you actually felt when you were having that experience yeah maybe the key is to like do a number of different things like take pictures and do a travel journal but also maybe do like a video Mm -hmm. you know um I think that might that might be like maybe the perfect balance in a way because then you get to see it and remember it you also get to like remember it through the words that you wrote too Instagram memories (laughs) Instagram how sad is it that our lives are just like social media now (laughs) well but also kind of cool it's cool that we get to share with so many different people around the world. Yeah. It's cool that my cousins in London can see, like, what I've been up to without having to, like, individually update them and send a photo. Yeah. That is cool. That's it cool. is. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think drew you to uh, Nolens when you, like, when was the first time you went and, like, why did you go? Do you remember? It was actually the very first, like, real vacation that Roberto and I took together. So it was probably in, like, 2013, 2014. Um, And really, I just wanted to go there because I heard that the food was amazing. And then I went there, and yes, the food was amazing, but Mm. so many other things are amazing. They have probably the most beautiful cemeteries that I've ever been in. 
Um, just the people there are so like the French quarter is very touristy. Um, but the people are like the, the locals are still so nice and so welcoming. Um, and the history there is just amazing. There is, I cannot remember it right now, but the, uh, I think the very first bar in, or the oldest bar in the U S is in New Orleans. And it's this little tiny black shack thing. Super spooky. Um, but See, there's this is why I want to go with you. Yes. Um, but just, I don't know. There's just, there's so much history. The people are just fucking chill and awesome. Um, and cemeteries. <laughs> and all the cemeteries. All the cemeteries. Well, you said it in the last episode you were on, but the cemeteries, like a brief overview is basically, from what I remember, mm-hmm. families own like a plot. Yes. And they just keep building bones on top of the bones that are like already in there. Kind of, And they yes. naturally cremate over yep. time. Yep. And it's weird, and it's kind of gross, and they add the names to the thing. Like, yes. what would you what would you call that? Like a big, I don't know, kind of like a little, like a miniature, like I don't know, mausoleum, like a little okay. baby one. Yeah. Um, and we actually learned that because Roberto and I, I can't remember. I think it was St. Louis Cemetery number three. I think. Um, Do they have to number them? Well, because there's a lot of them. Oh there's St. Louis Cemetery, I think, one, two, and three. I think it was the third one. I don't know. I'll have to double check that. Um, but the reason we actually learned about that is because there was this woman that was in the cemetery, and she was a local, and she basically took Roberto and I on a tour How of the cemetery. fucking cool. Yeah. And so I all, like... If you can find a local anywhere, I don't care where you are. If you're in Walmart and you can find a local, just ask them about the history of that Walmart. And I'm sure they will have so many stories for you. Um, But yeah, she was just there and she's like, you know, like, I can't even remember what we initially asked her. But she was like, if you want, like, I'll take you on like a little mini tour. And I was like, heck yes, take me now. (laughs) Um, But she's the one that actually told us. So yeah, so the little mausoleum things are basically two stories. When you first die, they'll put you on the top part um because it's so hot in Nolens, you will naturally cremate I think it's a year and a day that it takes to cremate and then the next time that a family member dies when they reopen the whatever the structure they will push all of the ashes to the back there's like a little opening between the back and the uh, like level barrier mm-hmm. so they'll push you to the back so that you fall down to the first floor and then they'll put the next person on top, and then it happens all over again. So I have a couple of questions. Yes, I I don't remember if I asked these on the first time you were on. One, yes. What happens if, say, like an old man dies, and then his old lady wife dies, like a six months later? She did go over that, and I want to say her answer was they would still push you to the back. And put the new person on top because it takes longer for you to cremate on the bottom, but you'll still cremate, like, eventually. Who does the pushing? (laughs) I mean, is it a family member? Is there, like, a cemetery worker that does it? I'm just curious. I wouldn't want to do the pushing. I would assume assume it would be like a cemetery like a uh like the people that would you know normally lay you into the ground yeah i don't know what they call those i don't know what they call those either but i assume it would be someone like that 
Okay. I don't okay. think it's a family member. I mean, I would oh, definitely, God. I'd be raising my hand as tribute for that job, <laughs> but I don't think it's a family member. Okay. My second question. Yes. Well, kind of my third. Mm-hmm. The other one was like a A. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now question number two, does it smell? In the cemeteries? Yeah. No. Have you, have you not seen my pictures I posted? No, I've seen your pictures. Those are but very, I can't like, smell well, through your pictures. Well, those are very well <laughs> sealed. Like, like yeah, some of them are crumbling and like deteriorating. But one, once you uh, like cremate, there's not like your ash. Like you're not gonna smell. It's just like I don't know. I have smelled dead bodies. They don't smell good. But I mean, it, you're you're not a you're not a body anymore. You're ash. And I'm yeah, sure but at you some point you're still a ground. body. Like a couple days later. <laughs> well, no, but I think it like they're they're sealed. They are very like and especially if you are like a new person going into one of those, like your little tomb crypt thing has been kept up because obviously you're still alive. So the ones that are like kind of falling apart, those are the ones that, you know, the families either all died out or, you know, they aren't in the area anymore or whatever. They don't keep it up. So those, like, by the time it gets to that point, like, everyone's very well dead inside. Very well ash. Very well ash. Okay. So, no smells. It seems weird to walk through the cemetery and, like, touch one of these that maybe has a newly laid body in it. That is a weird thought to me. Can you tell if they've been newly laid to rest? If there's a new plaque, then yes. Hmm. How do you know that it's a new plaque? I mean, usually it has the dates on it. Oh, right. Well, yeah, that's uh, that would be a good giveaway. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like the ones that are kept up, you can assume those are the ones where like they still have family members. But I mean, also, too, like if you like if this one certain family has had this tomb or whatever for a while, but then they die out, whatever, another family can come in and buy that lot. So... Well, we talked about this in the last episode, and I was really weirded out by it. Yeah, so, like, I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm assuming, like, you know, if you're not paying for the lot anymore, or if you're not, you know, like, keeping up your area, whatever, then someone else can buy that area and, like, start making it their own family's thing. So at that point, I feel like they'd probably clean out the bottom and then, you know, do any improvements or whatever they want to do. But, so you can also buy it out. But I'm sure, like, the ones that are kept up, that are nice, those are obviously still active. The ones that are a little bit more, you know, decrepit and falling apart, those are the ones that... I feel like it's almost the equivalent of just having them in, like, a an urn on your shelf. Yeah. Except with this, it's natural cremation and not sticking you in, like, a furnace human kiln. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Okay, well, if you could give, like, one, I don't know, favorite story that happened in Nolens, what would it be? Oh. Like, the best oh, thing that happened to you, or the best story you have about Nolens. So, I don't know if this, like, it's... I can think of one specific time, but it did happen several times. 
there will just be, and it's not necessarily on Bourbon Street. You can be way out somewhere else in the French corner that's like kind of on the outskirts, a little bit less touristy. And all of a sudden, a band will just come performing down the street and like just a crowd of people around them like dance. I don't know if they're with the band, if they like the band just came along and picked them up. I don't know. <laughs> They just follow the band. Um, they just follow the band, but they would literally take up the entire street. Like, cars would be honking behind them trying to get past them. Um, but I don't know, just kind of like that, like, impromptu feeling, I guess, kind of. Like, the memory that I was remembering specifically is Roberto and I were having dinner at a restaurant, and we were sitting on the balcony. Um, we were eating fried uh, rainbow or uh, bow tie pasta. Another really delicious thing that you would never think of. But uh, I remember, and then all of a sudden, just this, like, random band came marching <laughs> down the street playing. And I think I even took video of it. Um, but, yeah, just, I don't know, kind of, I guess, like, the free spirit of the city. I don't know. But, I mean, you would see that. Uh, I mean, we saw it a few times, just kind of just, like, these random bands that would come down. But, I don't know, it's just kind of, like, you don't see that, I guess, at least in Reno. So it almost kind of sounds like people just do what feels right rather than worrying about what might be proper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there'd be there'd be cars behind them honking. There's no tomorrow trying to get past. <laughs> and they're just taking up the entire street. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up tonight's episode. Do you have anything you want to share? Anything you want to plug? Um, well, not Nolan specific, but if you are interested in the off-road, abandoned, ghost town life of Nevada, you can go to my Instagram, which is nowhere underscore NV, which is stands for Nowhere Nevada. Um, if you like abandoned stuff, haunted stuff, it's like super Tahoe. Cool. I get super inspired every time I see, like, any of your posts. Oh. And it also makes me super happy and also, like, I want to go there. Well, you're invited whenever you want to come. I saw a decrepit old barn the other day. I saw that. It was no, beautiful. No, but, no, more decrepit. Oh, more decrepit. Yes, but I couldn't stop in time to get a picture. Oh. And I was really sad because I knew you'd love it. I would. I'll go back. Let's go back together. Okay. Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. You want to take tomorrow off? Let's do it. Okay. Anyway... <laughs> I saw it, though, and it's just, there's something about, like, the old abandoned buildings that are just mm -hmm. so cool to me. Yep. Like, imagining who used them prior, who lived there before, what they did there. Who was looking out this window before me? Yeah, and, like, the view, you know? I think that's one of the biggest things is, like, now we're surrounded by roads and cars and people and houses that are, like so close to us but back in the day especially in the west coast it was very like spread out mm -hmm. and you had acres and acres of property that just belonged to you yep. and so like seeing all these abandoned old buildings especially the ones that you post are like just insane i know i want to know what their life was like i know me too me too i really want to know me too yes i want to just pick up the buildings and like put them somewhere closer to town and live in it. So you can go, yeah. Yeah, because they're beautiful. Yeah, they really are. They really are. So definitely check out Chrissy's Instagram, nowhere underscore NV, 
And I'd also be super interested to see, to hear, see, read, whatever, how you guys remember your traveling times, your, you know, what you do on a day to day. So definitely share that as well. And um, let us know what you think. Comment below. Feedback is super huge. And we also really appreciate you listening. Yes, we do. Thank you. So, episode 13. Woo! Episode 13. Spooky places. Woo! So, without further ado, Strigadonia! Strigadonia! Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Wander Where Lost. I am so excited that it's the 13th episode. It has been a wonderful 13 shows now, and I really appreciate all the love and support we continue to get for this podcast. If you are interested, definitely check out the Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, for exclusive content, behind the scenes, my real thoughts and feelings on things. Not that I don't express myself in these podcasts, I definitely do, but you get the gist. You can also listen on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and, of course, wanderwearlost.com. 